So, George was sharing uh, things that we struggle with. And, and it's so true as he's going through the list. I mean, I don't know how long you've been walking with the Lord, but I've been walking with the Lord a while. <laughs> and it's like every time, you know, you go through these things, you go through the commands of God, and it's like, mm, why can't I get this right? We've been reading through Romans uh, recently as a church. Uh, if you've been following along, we've actually read through it twice this year. <laughs> Romans is so important, and one of the things that Romans brings out, the Apostle Paul brings out in that writing, is that the commands of God actually provoke our sinful nature. Have you ever noticed that within yourself? Uh, are you willing to admit it? Somebody says, don't do this. <laughs> well, geez, I didn't know I wanted to do it until you brought it up. I, I don't know if you've ever done this <clears throat> I like to eat also, okay? And, and sometimes late at night, you know, I, I want to choose what I want to eat. And sometimes I think there's something there in the cabinet, and it's not. If you live with other people, this will happen a lot. You know, you put something in the cart, and, and you've been looking forward to it all day, and some wicked person has gotten into the cabinet and it's taking it for themselves. I found myself in that place several times. And when I find out it's not there, it's like, I really want that. But sometimes it's late at night and stores are closed. And, you know, you're in some ridiculous outfit that doesn't match. And you're like, what do I do? Well, there's been times where... I've gotten in the vehicle and driven to Casey's and paid way too much for something because I really wanted it. But, but here's, here's the real point of it. I've then gone home, and now that I have it, I'm like, you know what, I really don't want that after all. It's just that I didn't have it that I thought I really wanted it. <laughs> That's our nature. That's our sinful nature. But here's the good news. The good news is that God gives us the ability to actually follow His commands. And it comes through the Holy Spirit. And through the blood of Jesus, we are able to have our guilt taken away when we go against His commands. But, something I want to share with you this morning is that because the gift is free, Okay, And that means you can't earn it. You can only receive it. Because the gift is free, there's been a lot of confusion about what it is to receive the free gift of Jesus. There's a lot of confusion about what it is to put our faith in the Lord. Because Paul says that we're not able to follow the law. And so because Paul says that, some people think, well, that means I can just go and do whatever I want. Because I'm not able to actually do it. Well, you aren't in and of yourself, but through the Holy Spirit, you are. And I share that with you this morning because there's something you need to know. If there is not fruits coming out of your faith, you don't actually have faith in Jesus. And I, I don't share that to be condemning. I share it 
to bring freedom to you. Because today there are a lot of people sitting in American churches who maybe said a prayer, or maybe they were dunked, whatever it was, and then they went on living their life, and they think that when they meet Jesus, He's going to welcome them in. But the truth is, is that if we are not seeing fruit from our faith, and we're going to talk about what that looks like, the truth is, that means I don't actually have faith. Maybe I believe in Jesus in the sense that I believe He lived and maybe even died for me. But I don't believe in the sense that I put my trust in Him. And there's a difference between that. James talks about even the demons believe and shudder. Okay, They know Jesus exists. They know He's the King. But they are not trusting in Him. They are saying, I don't care that you're the King. I'm going to live life my way. And if I say I'm going to live life my way and I don't put my faith in Jesus, I will be judged. I will be condemned and I will be sent to the place called hell. I will not be with Jesus. If you want to be with Jesus, it requires putting our faith in the Lord. And we're going to talk this morning about what that looks like. The scripture I want to look at is found in Acts. And in the scripture, Paul is sharing, Acts 26.20, Paul is sharing what he's been preaching. It's just one verse, but it captures what he's been preaching, and it captures what I believe the Lord wants us to look at today. So, I'm going to start at the first uh, part of this verse. Paul's saying, again, he's just been talking about what he's been preaching. He says, I preached first to those in Damascus, then in Jerusalem, and throughout all Judea, and also to the Gentiles. And then here's what he says, that all must repent of their sins and turn to God and prove they have changed by the good things they do. Now again, one of the things that we hear over and over is that you cannot earn your salvation. And that is so true. God is not up there with a chart saying, okay, you did a good thing here. Oh, a bad thing here. Oh, you better do another good thing to make sure that outweighs. God's not doing that, okay? But the reality is, is that God, first of all, asks that I repent. Now, why would I repent? I would only repent if I realize that there is evil within me. If I realize that I am turning against God and that is not okay. Now that's a big thing. Because right now, what people are being taught is that you should follow your heart. And here's what we mean by that. Follow whatever desire you feel because it's okay. You were created that way. God put it in you. No, no, no. They're misunderstanding the human nature, okay? We have a fallen nature. God did create us, okay? But you were born with a fallen nature because of the sin of our original parents, Adam and Eve. So you were born with this sinful nature, and you must understand that you have desires that go against God. They're wrong, okay? And by the way, even after you come to Jesus, that sinful nature is not redeemed. It's still within you. 
What God asks you to do is to die to it. To die to it and then turn to God and to submit to Him. But first of all, again, right now we live in a culture that says, hey, if you feel it, it's okay. Understand that is false. I don't care if you heard it from a preacher. I don't care if you heard it in a church. I don't care if you heard it from your nice grandmother. Okay? Grandmothers can be evil. Even when they act nice and give you cookies. Okay? When they're not speaking the word, when their words are not in line with God, okay, it's wrong and it's evil. So the first thing that Paul says is, repent. And, and this is huge, because the very people that rejected this message and constantly persecuted Paul were the religious people, the Pharisees and so on, that said, I don't need to repent. I don't need to repent. I'm a child of Abraham. I was born a child of God. I follow the law. I don't need to repent. And those people were doomed to hell. And there are people all around us that don't think they need to repent. And they're justifying their sin and they're saying it's okay. Listen, I have desires that I battle on a daily basis that are flat out wrong. Why? Because my sinful nature has not been redeemed. Every day I must die to it. Now the good news is, is that I don't have to walk in the power of that. That I can walk in freedom. But it comes through surrender and putting my faith in Christ. And that's what I want to talk about. Because if you're not putting your faith in Christ, what's going to happen is you're going to have this intellectual belief, but it's not going to change your life. And the reality is you are not going to spend eternity with the Lord. We are going to be rejected if we don't understand. We've got to put our faith. So Paul says because of that, because he knows this is going to be an issue. He knows it is. And so not only does he say, repent of your sins and turn to God, but he throws this other part in. And prove they have changed by the good things they do. And so, I've got to look at my life. Does my life look any different than the people around me who do not follow the Lord? Even if they say they believe, okay? Does my life look any different? Now, the, again, that doesn't mean that you don't struggle. That's not what I'm saying, okay? You have a sinful nature. You're going to struggle. But what is coming out of you? Does it look any different? Um, I want to go to Galatians chapter 5. Beginning in verse 19, it's going to talk about um, the deeds of the flesh, but then it's going to go into the fruit of the Spirit. In 19 it says, When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality. Okay, I mean, it's probably one of the biggest issues in our culture right now. And, we, and churches and so on. They're all saying, oh, it's okay. It's okay. We don't even think about it. Scripture makes it clear over and over. If I give in to sexual immorality, it doesn't matter that I'm sitting in a church. If I follow that out and I'm like, oh, it's okay, I will not be with the Lord. Impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, 
selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like it like these, let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, again, you're going to struggle with these things, okay? Because you have a sinful nature within you. And what God is asking you to do is to die to it, okay? So here's the good news. The good news is you don't have to walk it out. But here's going to be your temptation. Your temptation is going to be to say, well, but this is okay because of this, at that point, that's where you stop trusting in the Lord and you say, well, I'm going to choose my own path here because I think if I choose the path that God's Word says, I don't think it's going to work out for me. I think it's going to go bad for me. This is where so many people are at. It's going to affect me financially in a bad way. It's going to affect me relationally in a bad way. When I say I'm taking this, and then I say, no, I've got faith. No, no, no. You are following the sinful nature. We've got to look at ourselves in that. We've got to struggle with it. He goes on, though, and he says, but, in verse 22, the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Now again, I want to be clear that if you are practicing faith and you're walking with the Lord, you are not going to walk in these things 24-7 and not feel the other things. Okay, That's not what it's saying. But here's what it is saying. You're going to struggle with your sinful nature. You're going to feel these other things. You're going to feel hostility, okay? You're going to feel those things. But what God is asking for you to do is to trust Him. And so when you're battling with those things, He's asking you to then lay them down, okay? To go before the Lord, lay them down and say, God, I need you to move in my heart here. Now, The supernatural thing that happens through the Holy Spirit is that then these other things begin to come out. And when those other things begin to come out of you, it's like, okay, God is actually moving in me. God is actually working in me. But so many of us, so many in the church today, we're attending a service like this, okay, But we're not really pursuing the Lord. We're just living whatever we feel, okay? Do not live whatever you feel. Go to the Word, okay? Don't live whatever you feel and say, oh, well, this is what God's leading me to do because this is what I feel. Don't do that, okay? Because you have a sinful nature. The only way to decipher which is which is to go to the Word, The Word is what tells us. I don't care how right it feels to you. Go to the Word. And so we go to the Word, and as we do that, and as we submit, what happens is is that we're able to walk out things that our sinful nature couldn't do. I, I mean, I've seen this over and over in my life. I've seen that I'm able to show grace and love to people that my sinful nature, there's no way. But it's just God moving 
through me. And then <laughs> you see that, and then, you know, the next day something else comes at you. And, and once again, you're, you're, you're back on your face and you're seeking the Lord. One of the scriptures that we looked at in Sunday school this morning, it was Paul talking about wanting the Lord to take the thorn out of the flesh. But the Lord says to, me, says to him, it's in your weakness that you see the strength of the Lord coming through. And so the Lord allowed him to struggle. Why? Because the struggle kept leading him back to the Lord. But if you're not walking through that struggle, if you're just following whatever feels right, you're in a dangerous place. Because that tells you right there that you're not really, you're not, if you're not struggling, okay, that means you're just, you're giving in. Because your sinful nature is still, still there. We're asked to die to it. I want to share um, a scripture out of the Gospels. Luke 13, chapter 6. It says this, Then Jesus told this story. A man planted a fig tree in his garden, and came again and again to see if there was any fruit on it. But he was always disappointed. Finally, he said to his gardener, I've waited three years, and there hasn't been a single fig. Cut it down. It's just taking up space in the garden. The gardener answered, Sir, give it one more chance. Leave it another year, and I'll give it special attention and plenty of fertilizer. If we get figs next year, fine. If not, then you can cut it down. Scripture declares that the Lord is patient. Okay, He's patient with us. That's the good news. But understand this. The Lord gives us faith. We receive it, okay? But He's the one giving. But here's the deal. <laughs> he gives it to you in order to produce fruit in your life. Now again, you're not the one making it happen. If you go with that mindset, okay, you know, again, taking the commands, okay, I'm going to follow these commands, I'm going to do this, you're going to really, really struggle. The mindset I've got to take is, okay, here's the commands that God says, so this is how I know right and wrong. I'm going to surrender to the Lord. And if this stuff starts to come out of me, this is when I know, oh, hold on, that's the sinful nature coming out of me. And so I need to submit to the Lord. But when I'm submitting to the Lord, I'm going to see these other things come out of me. Again, the Pharisees thought they were following the Lord. But when you looked at the fruit of their life, it wasn't the fruit of the Lord, even though they thought it. We need to take that and look at our own lives, okay? When I'm walking around in a constant sense of anger or whatever it is, there's a problem, okay? That's a wake-up call. That's where I need to go, hold on. This is not the fruit of the Spirit. The Spirit's not in control here. I, there needs to be a change. I, I need to get before the Lord here. I allow this to drive me before the Lord. The Lord wants to see fruit in our lives. And I share that last scripture because of this. 
individually and, and in our lives as a whole, that's what the Lord's going after is this fruit. And like we've talked about the last couple weeks, I think a lot of us are feeling pressure, okay? Spiritual pressure, maybe in a way we've never felt before in our life. I've always felt spiritual pressure, but now it's like it's, it's being ramped up. Why is that happening? Well, I believe the Lord wants to use it to drive us closer to Him. To, to, to bring out things that maybe we weren't aware of. We were talking in Sunday school this morning about Peter. Peter thought he was a loyal guy. Peter thought that, that you know, he would always be with Jesus and he would never back down. He bragged about it. But the Lord allowed unbelievable circumstances to come into his life to show him what was actually in his heart. And what was actually in his heart was fear. Fear. He was unwilling to follow the Lord where he claimed that he would. Why did Jesus allow him to go through that? So that he could remove it from his heart. But you can't remove it until you first see it and repent of it. And so the Lord is allowing things to happen in our lives right now in a way we've never seen before. Why? Because He wants to punish us? No. Because He wants to reveal to you things in your heart that you don't see. And the good news is this. He wants to remove it and He has the power to remove it. But you must be willing to confess it. You must be willing to confess it and to say, whoa, this is not a fruit of the Spirit. And when you're not seeing these fruits of the Spirit come out, okay, as in the Acts Scripture, when you're not seeing these good deeds of the Scripture come out of your life, it's a wake-up call so that you can say, hold on, I'm clearly not on the path of faith. I thought I was, but based on what's coming out of my life, I am not, Lord, I need your help right now. I need to make a turn. Not that you would do it in your own effort. You're just turning to the Lord. You're surrendering. You're submitting. And you're saying, okay, Lord, come in and show me the path to take. And God will show you the path. He will empower you for you to take that path. And I believe that He's doing this because right now, there are so many in the church that think they're good and they're actually not. They've heard the gospel message, but they've never actually placed faith in Jesus. Maybe they even said a prayer. Maybe they were even baptized. How do you know if they actually put their faith in the Lord, though? You look at their life. You look at the fruit of their life. I look at the fruit of my life. That's where I've got to go to. I can't say, well, but Lord, I said that prayer. Well, but Lord, I went through that ritual. I've got to look at the fruit. And I'm sharing this not so that we can go out and judge people and say, oh, uh, you know, oh you're, a, you're a bad person. No, no, no. First of all, so that I can look at my life and I can say, okay, hold on here. Have I really placed faith in Jesus? Then second of all, friends and family. We've got friends and family, and I, I, I keep talking about this because it's so important. We've got friends and family that say, oh, I believe in Jesus, but you look at your li their life and there is no difference. I share this so that you will begin taking them before the throne room and praying for them, and you will look for opportunities to say to them, hey, 
I'm looking here. I know you say you believe, but I got to be honest with you. I'm really concerned. Have you really put your faith in the Lord? Because here's what the word says about that. And I know it's a hard conversation, but you know what? Saving someone from eternal damnation is worth a little bit of uncomfortableness. It really is. But we've got to see things through the lens that God gives us in His Word and not the lens that people give us who claim to follow the Lord. We've got to go to the Word. So, open up your heart this morning. Allow the Lord to point out things. Maybe you're just, again, we've all got a sinful nature, but maybe there's parts that you're just allowing just to go and you're not repenting. Repent, okay? The Lord can set you free. Does that mean you're not going to be tempted again? You're not going to struggle? No, that's not what it means. But you can walk in freedom. You don't have to walk in slavery to it. And then, look for people that you can pray for. People in your circle that you're around. So that you can pray for them and take the gospel to them. Whether they've heard the name of Jesus or not. Father, um, thank you, Lord, that there are tests that we can look at our life to say, are, are we really submitting to you? And, and thank you, Lord, that we don't have to do this in and of our own power, that it's through your power that you give. But this is all about submission. Will we submit to you? Will we submit to your ways? Or will we say, God, this is too hard? Or God, I just want this too bad. Lord, help us to surrender to you and to trust you, and then to lead others and share that with them. Lord, we can't make them trust you, but we can share with them what the offer is, just like Paul did. Lord, may we be those people in these hours, Lord, that we're living in, where things are changing so much, Lord, um, and, and darkness is just rising and, and seems to be gaining power. Lord, this is the time that your light can really shine. May we use this pressure, Lord, to drive us into you. I pray that for each person here, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.